Hello, and welcome to That Tech Pod, where we discuss all things e-discovery, cybersecurity, data privacy, and tech innovation. I'm Kevin Albert, and I feel like I know a decent amount about tech. And I'm Laura Milstein, and I too feel pretty confident that I know a lot about technology today. And that's why each week we are having heavy hitters in the industry come on our show to help us break down these topics. Laura, who are we talking to today? Today we are talking to William McKnight. He is a former award-winning IT vice president of a Fortune 50 company, a former engineer of DB2 at IBM, and an author of several books. Currently, he is an information management thought leader who has been recognized as the number one global influencer in big data, cloud, and data center by Thinkers360, and the number one global influencer in master data management by Annika in 2022. And by Annika, I meant by Analytica because I realized that I said that wrong. But it's still super awesome. He is also the founder and president of McKnight Consulting Group. He has a lot of years of experience and we're really excited to see if William knows more about tech than we do and what he can teach us today. William, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thank you. I'm glad that you're here too. There's too much that I could talk to you about. I could ask you about how to be a a data corporate influencer. I don't know what that means. I could Mm -hmm. ask you about some of the books you've read. You have a large background, but I actually am really curious about something specific that I understand that your consulting group, I know you work with companies all over the world and all different size and shape corporations, but one of them in particular that I'm curious about is healthcare. So healthcare is kind of a fine line when it comes to tech. It's constantly changing, just like technology is constantly changing. Can you tell us anything about that? Healthcare is an area that of all industries out there, all the verticals out there, I would say they have the biggest gap to the possibilities. This doesn't mean that they're that far behind. This just means that there's so much more that they could be doing with the tech that's available. And frankly, they will be doing with the tech that's available. And one of the biggest things is DNA analysis. Once that comes online and becomes a true data set for them to work with, then that will change things dramatically for healthcare. I hear what you're saying, and I do have some reservations with that. One of my big reservations with healthcare and big data is exactly the DNA piece of it, is once the healthcare companies and the insurance companies say, you know, you have a marker in your DNA that says you might get cancer, I'm worried they're going to say, now we're not going to cover you for insurance. Or worse, they're going to say, you know what, now we're not even going to cover your kids because you have a marker and therefore they might have a marker down the road. What do you think is the the effect of that? Do you see that? And do you see that fear as a valid issue? That's a fair fear. And I hear that a lot as well, otherwise. But I think the, the, the counter argument to that is, well, if they can detect that you might be susceptible to something like cancer early, then they can get you into earlier treatment that can help prevent that cancer. So It's not necessarily true that if they look at your DNA and they detect that you might be cancer prone, that they would not want to work with you because they know it's going to be a multi-hundred thousand dollar treatment plan with radiation and chemotherapy and surgery and all that. Not necessarily. I'm kind of curious about just like privacy of healthcare. So you think about things like before you would go to a doctor and they would have a file and they would be writing on paper. And now you see they come out with a tablet 
And either way, it's kind of scary. Before the tablet, I'm thinking, if there's a fire, is everything gone? Where are you backing up your data? Are you just scanning all of this in? What a nightmare. But now I'm thinking, what if I hack into the cloud? Do I now have everybody's data? Isn't that powerful? And you think of things like 23andMe, heritage, ancestry ones. There was a company called Habit where you would take your blood and it would tell you, oh, coffee doesn't work with your body. And it's completely gone. It has just disappeared. What happened? Obviously, it took all this data and sold it to someone. What are your thoughts on data collection, people hacking into healthcare? And I know I'm I'm throwing a bunch of questions at you at once, but it's the general data factor that I'm scared of and and people getting a hold of that. And what does that mean? Yeah, Kevin mentioned it earlier, you know, the fear that the data gets in the wrong hands, the fear that the data is used against us. But William, just to say, to me, it's not even about it being in the wrong hands or used against us. Like like Kevin's fear is more like somebody is going to blackmail me because they have my data. Mine is more like, what if I'm so afraid to give that data that I don't? So I go to a doctor and because I have Kevin's mm-hmm. fears of it being hacked or something, I'm not. Am I then at risk because I didn't share enough? It, it's more of the reverse question, I guess. And I should have been more specific. There's just, uh, there's a lot of fears. I think in time that there'll be just the incentive, the incentive system will be there so strongly that you, you and many others, myself included, will be more and more incented to give up that information for the benefits that we would get for that information. You can believe for sure that the healthcare insurance companies and the hospitals and so on, the whole apparatus is going to make sure of that as it moves, as it inches its way forward. So there will be the the carrots and the sticks out there for your data. So what's the benefit though? Is the benefit just simply now we have all this data, You know, we're going to then apply it to patient care? Yeah, the, well, the companies are excited about the data because they can really understand their patients and they can really solve their patient needs. And so they won't get into these elongated cost cycles. I'm talking specifically about insurance companies that don't like to pay out. They like to keep most of the premiums and not have that metric inch up where whereby they are paying more of more and more and more. Uh, lately, it's been true that they've been paying more of the premiums that they've they've taken in into patient care. And they'd like to keep that at a certain level, keep that down. This will help them by giving them more information to work with that helps them keep that patient care number down. Do you think this is just a US problem? Because when we think of healthcare on a global scale, it's obviously handled very differently depending on where you live with regulations in Europe, for example, with GDPR, in different areas that are having different data protection laws put into place. And as the U.S., obviously, that certain states have that. But do you think that this is an issue globally? Do you think the U.S. is in a bigger scare component? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think the U.S. is, is leading in this area. And that means that they are they are ahead and doing more of the uh, good and the bad with, with healthcare data. And slowly but surely, <laughs> creating our own regulations here that mimic what's going on over in Europe. So, of course, you're referring to the CCPA, which was the first, but in due time, and I mean in in the next two or three years, it's going to be chaos because we're going to have 50 uh, CCPAs, and they're all going to be a little bit different. Like there's one introduced right now here in Texas, where I am. So that'll be another aspect of healthcare that will need to be managed very carefully until it gets 
conformed at the federal level. And and what happens when the big data is wrong? I mean, obviously, people are using this to try to predict the future and and all, but I'm still amazed at how often, you know, either go awry or, or people don't get it. How do you combat that? Well, I'll, I'll go one more on you, Kevin, and that is that what if, see, we know that they have the data, right? We're, we're sitting here talking about it right now. We know and we believe that they have the data and they can prove to us that they have the data. What if they, what if they wanted to do something nefarious against us? They could change that data. And who are we at that point to say, well, that data is wrong. I'm really not such a bad guy. I don't understand why my DNA says that I'm going to kill 10 people next month. (laughs) But they can say, because we know that they have the capability to do it, they can say, well, we show it right here that that you do. And so that can lead to things that are seriously unwanted. So we're still, there's still humans behind this and still humans doing awful things behind this. That's not changing in the near term. And so, this is another thing that can go the way of good or bad for the uh, the common person. And it will certainly be something that I don't know that the benefits will go out equally across the uh, consumer base. I actually think that they won't. And I think that's generally true for artificial intelligence, this being one area of artificial intelligence. Is, is part of this also, though, just trying to detect fraud? People still are trying to scam insurance companies and all that. But do you see that as a big part of this? That's a huge part of it. That's a huge part of it. So companies right now, they're playing offense with AI. Of course, they're trying to penetrate new markets, broaden their sales base and that sort of thing, of course. But they're playing an awful lot of defense with artificial intelligence. Fraud, that, like, like you mentioned, is huge. and it's it's a it's a game of spy versus spy, and frankly, I don't see that ending. And right now, one of the main things that both sides of this, both spies, if you will, are using is clearly artificial intelligence and data. So the enterprises are using it to try to ferret out what the fraud is. So, for example, in a in a financial situation, fraud is no longer going into the bank with a mask on and saying, stick them up. That, that's been gone for so long. And right now it's very sophisticated with networks operating across the world. Within a second, they can, do, they, can, they, can, they can throw out similar type transactions and overdraft and the bank is left holding the bag, if, if you will. And this is something that they're smoking out through different analysis, like determining who is associated with who else based upon who is usually in the same place as who else, who lives with someone else, who works with someone else, who texts, who reads, who's writing, and that sort of thing. So some association graphs, knowledge graphs, are in the works now that are going to help these help, you know, being in quotes, help companies understand who we're working with, who we, who we are like, who's our influencer group. And if that's if that influence is is for bad, is for fraud, they're going to be able to smoke that out earlier. So spy versus spy. Spy versus spy. I'd like to play a game with you. It's called Would You Rather? Are you up for the challenge? Let's do it. Okay. Would you rather get robbed today? Like somebody's coming in your home, you're in your house, you're there, but you don't know when they're coming, but you know someone's going to come rob you. 
and they're going to get stuff. Like you're not going to, this isn't like you get to prepare yourself to attack them. Like you just know at some point somebody is actually coming and they're going to rob you physically. Take whatever they want. You don't know they could get just two books. They could get everything in your home. Or somebody is going to virtually rob you, as in they're going to take your data. And you have no idea if and when they use that data. Which do you go with? Oh, come on in. <laughs> come on in the house here and and have at it for sure. Especially if it's only going to be $2. No, but really, I mean, no matter what it is, <laughs> yeah, your, your stuff, if you will, as long as you're not physically harmed, right? Your mm-hmm. stuff, if you will, is 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 far less less important as we go into the future. All right. Well, that that was an easy one for you. Yeah. You had no hesitation. Yeah. So I'd like to play it one more time, and I'd like to make it a little more challenging. Yeah. Would you rather go to the dentist, and you're putting in whatever information you give the dentist? I don't know if you normally are just like so. My left molar. Or if your dentist has like your blood information, I'm not sure. You won't, only you knows that, know that. So you go to the dentist and you know that as soon as you leave that dentist, all of your information that the dentist has is leaked publicly to everyone, publicly. And it's, I mean, pictures of your teeth, anything you have ever done your entire life from the dentist, from childhood up, is leaked again, publicly with your name attached to it. You get nothing, but it's leaked. Or everything from the doctor in your entire life is leaked. Your name is not attached, but it's leaked. And no one knows it's you until two years later, when all of a sudden they know it's you, there's pictures, but you get a book deal. What do you (laughs) choose? You've written several books, so you should know the answer to this one. Well, book deals aren't what they may seem to be. I'll put it that way. <laughs> but I, I think I think we're as as we go into the future, our, our standards are going to change because of exactly what you mentioned. There's going to be cameras everywhere, and the ability to be out in public and do your own thing unencumbered, and nobody will ever see it or know it. That's going to change. It's already starting to change, right? Yeah. Uh, so. And not only are you there on film as you go out in public, but you can be identified because you're because of facial recognition. That's just getting so good. We all have our faces in public forums like Facebook, et cetera. So we can be triangulated quite easily. And so I, I'm, I'm drawing a parallel to your, your dentist offer there because I, I think that not only will you know, it, it, can can my teeth be shown in public? And I won't care that much. There's a lot else that as we go on and on, things that formerly we thought, well, let me keep that real private. That's a private thing. But, you know, as we go, go forward into the future, a lot of those things are going to become public. And there's a Black Mirror episode on this. <laughs> um, but we're going to just have, going to have to be more comfortable with that. So, I'm going to go with the dentist rather than the doctor because there's going to be a lot. That's a lot more information and book deals aren't that great, really. I honestly agree. And I I just feel really proud of my oral hygiene. But I think there are a lot of people out there that are kind of nasty that would just automatically be like, oh, no, 
That tells a lot about a person of how often you take care of your, you know, your oral hygiene. Yeah. But but eventually all the people that would care to view your teeth should should understand that, hey, we all have teeth and we're all not perfect. Yours may be the exception, but we're all not perfect about it at all times whenever we go to the dentist or whatever. So like I said, our standards are going to change about what's public and what's private. You heard it all here first from the corporate influencer. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask about that. It was in your bio. And as a as kind of a last question here before we wrap, can you talk a little bit about sort of what a corporate influencer is and and why a, a company or a brand would would want a corporate influencer? Well, okay, so I I, I actually don't don't like the term that much, but I've been called that, and there's there's some groups that rank influencers in in business, and I'm I'm on top of a couple of those lists, namely big data and cloud computing. So if anybody needs any of that, I'm your guy. But this goes uh, a long way in my analyst work. So in my analyst work, where I actually work for the companies that produce the technology, the Oracles, the IBMs, the Googles, the Microsofts, you know, that lot, helping them craft their messages, helping them craft their architecture, the architecture of their products, getting them in the marketplace and getting behind things that I think the market needs to know and uh, helping them with some of some of the themes that they care about, that I care about as well, helping them rightfully when appropriate with product placement and that sort of thing uh, in the market with their with their software. So it helps out there. It, it helps out with cred- credibility. And, you know, credibility is very important these days. I can go into an enterprise and they'll actually listen. Whereas before, <laughs> before I had all the credibility from third parties, mm, it was harder. I'll put it that way. So these days when technology is changing so fast, when corporations have to change fast to keep up, Ideas have to go over quick. Uh, it can, the enterprises that continue to belabor their decisions and uh, essentially make no decision after no decision, those are going to be gone by the wayside in short order here because you have to, for example, adopt cloud computing. You have to adopt artificial intelligence. These are these are table stakes of the future, if not now. So uh, companies have to be able to change. And so somebody with reputation, myself from the outside, but also people from the inside that have proven themselves and have great ideas, you know, those great ideas as as they go over in in the enterprise that will help that enterprise tremendously. So I'm happy for that and uh, carry the banner here, I guess, for cloud computing and big data. That was the best ending I've heard from somebody since our last recording, for sure. It was really good. I loved it. You have been amazing. Thank you so much for for being on the pod today. We uh, really appreciate your time and we've learned a lot. And um, I have a dentist appointment coming up soon and I'm pretty excited about it. Just want everybody (laughs) to know. So Kevin, we just talked to William McKnight. What are your tech takeaways? How'd you feel? I thought it was good. For me, you know, I think he hit a piece of it hard that I was concerned about. My wife used to work for Ancestry. And when they got bought by a new corporate partner, I was like, oh man, these people are going to use this data against people. 
And so I think he spoke to some of that fear of, you know, like the insurance companies being able to like weaponize the your diagnosis and your data against you. And I, I kind of worry about sort of the predictions of that, you know, just because you like live in coal country doesn't mean you're going to have cancer necessarily you know, and, and whether they're going to be able to like use like sort of predictions badly. But I thought he handled that pretty well. And I thought that was a really interesting piece of this. What were your thoughts? Kevin, my my thought is that I want to get someone on who can tell us what cancer is. I mean, everything causes cancer. You live by power lines, you're going to get cancer. You drink diet soda, you cancer. You drink out of a can, cancer. You breathe too loudly, cancer. You chew that gum, cancer. And there's so many forms of cancer and some it's, oh, you're dead now. Some it's, oh, you're, you know, going to be okay. It's fine. And it's, it is the worst ever. I even you think of like your your pets. Oh, cancer! I don't want it. I don't want cancer to exist. I want it to be gone. But it's such a generic thing because cancer is like AI. Cancer is like a consultant. What does that mean? You can't say I'm a consultant, and you can't say I'm using AI, and you can't say I have cancer because you have to tell us more. What type of consultant? What does that mean? What do you mean by artificial intelligence? Uh, what people need to know more, and there needs to be more solutions for all of these areas. And so I know that this isn't as relevant to what he was talking about, but I do feel really stressed about cancer and how many things apparently give it to you. And how do you know what's real? And that is the epitome of the world right now is you're constantly fact-checking, but how do you know the facts you're checking with are real facts? And so with all of your data being public, as he was saying, other people that are better than me out there can say, I know how to check these facts, and I'm going to spread them to everyone. And it's a constant battle. And I, I know I'm ranting, and everyone listening is probably like, who gave her a mic? I understand, but this episode just made me think outside of this episode uh, a bit. But all in all, I'm glad it happened. If you disagree with me and just absolutely did not like this episode, or you agree and you felt, hey, this guy, William McKnight, is incredible. I want to buy one of his books. You should. And to find out more, you should reach out to us. If you have questions and you want to be on the pod or you just want to talk to us in general, we're happy to hear from you. Sorry if we are delayed at emailing you back, but we will get back to you. Please reach out to us at contact at thattechpod.com. Please, please, I can't say it enough. Really would love if you would head over to our website, www.thattechpod.com. Enter your email to subscribe. Tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear your feedback. We want you to be updated on everything that we're doing. We do have new stuff coming out. I know I say it a lot, but it is coming. Hold on to your seats. We have some exciting news that we will be releasing in the upcoming months. So subscribe so you are the first to know about it. If you have social media, please head over to linkedin.com slash thattechpod. And anywhere else that you have social media, we might also have a presence. And also, as always, don't forget to go to wherever you get your pods, Apple, wherever, Spotify, and give us a five-star rating, leave us a review, let us know how we're doing, and we will appreciate all your feedback. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone.